0: This week's Devil of the detail podcast. I'm Rob and We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. on the show this week, not seeing for the last couple of weeks. We're back here now after keeping the economy going. It's Paul Whiteside. How's the uh, last couple of weeks been for you, Paul?
1: Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, mate. Busy, you know what it's like with work and family and God knows what. And yeah, I've not spoken to you since the the Saints game ever I was a bit depressed after that 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 took its toll on me that game to be honest with you, it took me a a week or so to get over that but uh, yeah I'm doing alright doing okay busy and looking forward to the the World Cup and I've enjoyed the the bits of rugby I've seen since then I've caught a a few bits and bobs I didn't watch the the grand final yet I've taped it I've still not watched our semi-final game against Saints I've not been able to watch it back yet I tried to watch it the other day and then Turned it off, so uh, it's still a bit too soon. But yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, good. Get, do an eye test.
0: Today, went to Specsavers. Other eye test places are not available, but I did go to Specsavers today and checked my eyes out. Said that uh, they haven't changed since the last time I did it, which is always a good sign. Even the years we've advancing, my eyes aren't getting worse, which is always a good sign.
1: Yeah, did you see Chris Kendall in Specsavers? He could do it going <laughs> there. <laughs> not Yeah. <laughs>
0: Obviously, we're all disappointed about that, but I've got over it. I don't think Parkey has quite... He was quite good last week. He didn't he didn't totally lose his rag, but you've not watched it, so I'm sure it sounds like you're still hurting.
1: Yeah, it was a funny day, really. I mean, if we had got to the grand final, I don't think I'd have known what to do with myself. So, in a way, it was... I'm not saying it's relief that we did get beat. I wanted him to, to get to the grand final and win it, and then when I, I heard about all this stuff regarding the... Uh, these people who've been looking at the, the game and changing the game and things like that, I, I, I got a bit depressed about it. And I thought, God, is that our chance gone now? Because everything's going to change, there's going to be licensing again. And I thought, was that our massive chance to finally win something? So I thought about it and I came away from the game and thought we'd not done quite enough to win it. I think I said that to, I think we were, me and you were both on Radio Manchester, weren't we? And we said that when they had us on on the Sunday. My philosophy was if you go, if you're a boxer and you go away to the champion, You've got to knock them out to win. You can't win on points. You've, you've got to go there and because they'll always your champion will always get the benefit of the doubt, won't they? I think that's the same in any sport. So yeah, I, I think Saints just did enough, but it was very, very close. And I mean, if you look at the grand final, they won they won pretty comfortably, didn't they, really? So I think we have given the biggest test, really. And I think that's testing money to the players and, and the staff of the way they've got us up there to play such a champion team. So if we can we can sign a few players and, and strengthen that side and, and keep the majority of the players that we've we've got. I think, you know, guys, Let's guys, when we go back to 2019, we, we lost quite a few big influential players there for the 2020 season, didn't we? So it was difficult. But this time, we're keeping that, that bulk of the squad and, and, and the good players. So it's going to be exciting next season. I think there'll be a lot of expectation on us to, to do well again. Yeah,
0: I never thought it was the end of the journey. I still don't think it's the end of the journey. I think... Nope. It was disappointing that we we couldn't quite get over the line against Ellen's, but like you said, we we pushed them to the absolute limit, and we'll learn from that. We'll grow from that, and next time we get into that sort of environment, the experience of of that Saints game will hopefully kick in, and the result will be different. So, of them suck it in, suck it up, suck it in, and, and go again in, in twenty twenty three. There's a few bits to go out this week. We'll look back at the ladies' defeat in the grand final against Alton. All the big news coming out of the club this week. We've got your white Sides World of Rugby League. And then we're going to announce our players of the year for the men and the the women, Paul. So, lots, uh, lots to go at this week.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't know you I thought you might have already done the, the Players of the Year I look forward to that to finding out who's uh, who's won that and uh, and yeah in the World of Rugby League I've been mentioning the World Cup so we'll do a bit of a preview on that next week can't we and have a look at that so yeah there's there's plenty to go out you think the season's closing down I said that in the World of Rugby League it'll be a short one this week I think it's the longest one I've done because yeah. there's that much stuff to, to mention with the World Cup coming up so uh, so yeah plenty to go out
0: We haven't listened to it yet were you in the van was the edging going?
1: I was in the van Mm. the engine wasn't going and just <laughs> as I was finishing it it started absolutely teeming down torrential yeah, yeah. rain so you might catch the end of the rain banging on the roof at the end of the report <laughs> well that was one of your upholds that saying
0: oh come on we've got to fix a boiler mate what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we'll do we'll start out we'll start with the ladies' defeat in the grand final against Alton you're listening to Devil in the
2: Detail and this is your Big Match Review
0: So, our ladies defeated in the grand final. They lost 40 points to 33. A brave performance from Chris Bates' ladies. But, unfortunately, Alton had enough to see him over the line.
1: Yeah, a good first half. They gave themselves a great start to the game, didn't they? And good sides, though, play for 80 minutes, don't they? And, 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 and Alton came on strong in that second half, didn't they? And perhaps we have got used to seeing, you know, Salford ladies... Just dominate teams and beat them, but good sides hang about, don't they? And they stay in the arm wrestle, I think Alton did, and perhaps surprised the ladies a bit there. And Not saying we ran out of steam, but they're a good side, aren't they? They've had a good season, and they, when they played each other before, it's probably been the ladies' biggest test, hasn't it? I thought it'd be a real tough test against Alton. And they've had a great season. I mean, it's a working pro. It's like, like we just mentioned about the, the, the men's team. I mean, it's not, all's not lost. There's something there to build on, and, and they've had a great season. So why not carry that into next year, you know, and, and and just go that one step further? Yeah, nothing but pride after of what
0: they've produced. Not just in the in the grand final where where they worked hard but, but fell short. The whole season from from the very beginning, nobody knew what to expect, and obviously they've gone on this journey, and you know it, it's been incredible. So obviously looking back at the match, Paul, Steph Gray, who came back from from injury after breaking her arm earlier on in, in in the season against Hawkingston Rovers, uh, she had a disallowed try. Forward pass, I think, from Brogan Evans. Touch and go for me. I th- think it was was borderline, but the referee gave it as a, as a forward. But then from the resulting scrum, error from Alton, Salford recovered the ball and uh, we gave it to, to Sadie Rihadi. She stepped back inside and went over in the corner and Salford led.
1: Yeah, and as I mentioned before, it was a good start and that was one of the subplots, wasn't it, with Steph Gray making the, her comeback after after injury. I mean, she was doing tremendously well before she got that injury and that was sort of heartbreaking at the time. Wasn't it? You, you thought she was going to miss the whole season. So to see her back in, in the team was great. And as you said there, this try and things like that, sometimes things don't go your way, do they? But it was definitely a good start to the game, a real solid start.
0: Yep. And then... Ten minutes on, Salford score again. Lauren Ellison uh, in the corner, after lovely work from Sadie and Alex Simpson put Lauren over in the corner. Salford led ten nil, bit like the League Cup final uh, at that point for me. I thought we're in front. It's up to Alton uh, to, to come and to come and show, and, and they did.
1: Yeah, as I said, good sides do that. You know, good sides will get chances in games, won't they? and well, they had to they had to come back there from from being behind didn't they and uh, they showed an awful lot of skill and an awful lot of composure and spirit to come back from from a deficit and, and take control of the game which was what they did really so uh, you, know, you know credit to them
0: yep Danielle Rose scored for them Kits the Carter. Picked up the ball and scored 10-6 us. And then uh, we had a a chance, Steph Gray in the corner. Unfortunately, not able to score the try and uh, and hit back, made it 10 each. But then, Salford just on the hooter. (coughs) Wonderful play uh, by Louise Felton from the scrum. Kicked long. Alex Simpson jumped on uh, the gas, turned on the afterburners, beat the cover and dived over in the corner. And Salford
1: led 14-10 at half-time. Yeah, and a good first half, a good try, quality try that. And and they deserved the lead, deserved lead. But I think the the game for me was a step up in quality. You know, really good quality first half, that against quality opposition. And even though they were leading at half-time, they knew they was in the game there. Because, you know, it's one of those games where you can't afford to wrestle on your laurels. You've got to take your chances and you know that they're going to come back at you and throw a storm at you. So so even though it was a lead at half-time, I think they would have been cautious knowing what was going to come in that second half. Yeah,
0: Alton had a good side, it has to be said, at 10 fourteen ten. That the try just before half time gave us a bit of belief. And the way the game was sort of playing out with so we're us scoring the first sort of ten minutes and Alton coming back and then us scoring on the buzzer, it kind of the game could have gone either way there. I mean Alton's their heads could have dropped, they could have thought we've been sat on Solvers Line for twenty five minutes here and and we're still behind. But unfortunately it didn't quite happen. Uh, that way, second half, Alton came out, and like you said, Pauly, it's it's grand final rugby. It's it's about trading sets, and you know our our ladies they dug in, they they, they tried the hardest. I I thought I we as fans we can't expect any more than, than that. Uh, but obviously, Alton had a bit had too much ball, a bit had a bit too much territory as well for for our liking, and we just weren't able to break out. We had moments trying to sort of break out individual runs and things like that, but that's that's tough after a league in it sometimes Uh, it just doesn't go your way
1: No it doesn't but I mean the the ladies team and and the players and the staff and everybody would have set some goals out at the start of the season and I don't think in the wildest dreams they would have ever sort of thought they were going to win the, the League Cup and have such a great run in the league um, and then get to a grand final. I think it's it's tremendous for your first season. So they're going to be they're going to be disappointed because people remember finals, don't they? You know, losing in finals, winning in finals. So they're going to remember that. But I think you've got to take that you know forward now into next season and, and use it as motivation and, and learning as well. You played in a big game there, and that set of losing you've got a few use that as your, to fuel your fire for next season now. So I think you'll see a, a really storming season from the ladies next season. And I think they can go one better, definitely. It's a massive learning curve this season. And, you know, the coaching staff as well, are have probably learnt an awful lot. You know, Chris Bates will have learnt an awful lot. So I, I think they can go on one stage further next year.
0: Yeah, I said before that, you know, in cup finals, either the unsung hero that wins it for you or somebody who's a, a sort of genuine superstar. And for me... At fourteen all, both sides were were treading water, it would have gone anyway. But Alton have a superstar in Caitlin Casey, who's a standoff. England student international and uh, different gravy from what I've I've seen in in this division. Paul handing three of the tries and uh, just took it away from us, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, like you said, quality players like that come to the fore sometimes, don't they? Yeah, I think she's uh, she's been quality for all, and all year, hasn't she? And, and and sometimes players like that, you know, every every good side needs them, don't they? These X-factor players, we've got one in, in the men's team, I mean, Croft, and, you know, he, he missed a big game for us and, and that game went another way. So I think, yeah, excellent performance from, from Casey and uh, probably the difference between the two sides in the end.
0: Yeah. Obviously, at that point, we trailed 26-14, and, and Chris Bates' ladies didn't give up, kept pushing, tra- kept trying to make things happen. We had a couple of opportunities. Alex Simpson went through, but unfortunately, we just couldn't find a way through. And unfortunately, then at the death, from a long kick, Alton crashed over uh, at a drop goal at the death as well to make it 14-33. But like we've said before, Paul, you know, it, it, it's a proud moment. This this isn't sadness that we've we've that we we got this far and didn't get over the line, you know, it's 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 a, a proud moment for everyone and it's something to build on
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think it's a time to, to be sad at all. I think it's you've just got to move on from that now. I mean, the ladies aren't going to be decimated next season, they're not going to lose loads of players. this this group of players are going to stay together and I'm sure they're going to attack twenty twenty three just like they've done twenty two. So so, yeah, I mean, I think the scoreline flattered Alton in the, the final. They scored that try and a drop goal late on. So, a uh, very close game, very close game. And, you know, it's a game of fine margins. You know, we, we, we talk about that all the time. I, I wouldn't be disappointed about that. I just remember the whole season, all the ups and downs you had this season, and, and mostly ups, to be honest with you, aren't, aren't they? So, uh, so, yeah, I think uh, a big, close season now. and uh, and attack 2023 and go that one better and get into that Super League
0: yeah because obviously now it's off-season opportunity to reflect decompress I'm sure all the ladies will go and play Rub Union for different teams or whatever or or different things that they do in the off-season and come back fired up ready for for 2023 and have that experience of, of going through the season and hopefully making that one step they couldn't do on Sunday
1: yeah, decompress. That's a new one. I tell you what, I've not played this season. I've only watched it, but I need a bit of time off to, <laughs> to, to rest myself. So if you've been playing it every week, Blaine, yeah. I don't want to go and play rugby union. No, I think I'd be putting my feet up and my slippers on for, for a few months. But but no, they they super fit these ladies, aren't they? And uh, you know, you, you look at Louise Felling. We we spoke to her a few times. Firefighter, and you know. The physicality of that job as well, so um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that they'll all be doing something or other, I don't think they'll be sat about in the, the slippers, they're not as old as they are, so no. uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be, uh, be doing something or other to keep themselves fit and uh, busy before the new season.
0: Yeah, I always get that, when when uh, teams finish a season, they're always on Twitter, oh, thanks for the support, we had a great season, and obviously you think to yourself, probably podcasters, uh, our season doesn't finish, we just keep going, Paul.
1: Yeah, well, like I so said, before, we've got plenty to go at this time, yeah. haven't we? Once the World Cup's done with them, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be great. So we can keep having chats about that, can't we? And then we've got the Ladies' World Cup, the Wheelchair World Cup as well. And then before we know it, when that finishes, you're looking at your pre-season. friendlies coming then, aren't you? Yeah. Only a month or so. I think you'll maybe get a few weeks off in December. But I think then, like January comes round, it's the, the, the fixtures come out as well, don't they? There's transfer signings and... We get a few guests on as well. Before you know it, we'll be kicking off the season again, won't we? So, um, so yeah, we, we don't get the rest of it. No.
0: And then, obviously, if you are a player and you're listening to this, both men and women, if you get bored, you're off season, you know where we are, <laughs> basically.
1: Or oh, we'll come looking for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> be afraid. No, don't be afraid. <laughs> so, you know, proud of your efforts, ladies. I would say enjoy your off season, come back firing in twenty twenty three. So that's a look back at the ladies' defeat. The learn disability rugby league team. They were in a festival at Leeds, a World Cup festival representing Wales. Paul had a good had a good day by all accounts. Lots of good rugby played.
1: I believe so yeah I saw some of the pictures on social media Look, they had a great day there so uh, that's what it's all about isn't it the, there's been a lot of these festivals this season hasn't there and uh, the players are really enjoying it so let's hope there's more of them as well yeah
0: ex-Salford uh, player Robert, Robbie Hunter Paul and a team pitcher of ours obviously looking back to his Salford career
1: yeah it wasn't a very uh, long career at Salford was it no. but, you know, we, we won a trophy or two didn't we in 2008 when the the trains, the railway cup, and we got promoted as well, didn't we? With Robbie Paul, and I think he did. He score a try, it, I didn't he? When we won it at did. Leeds, I think he did. Yeah, that, that game at Leeds. So, yeah, can't, can't be bad. Can't be bad. Pinnacle,
0: pinnacle his career. you at Bradford.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not that trick He scored at Wembley. Man, he yeah. didn't win that day. He did. They got beat. So, uh, so yeah, but i no, been a top player, no doubt about that. Yeah. So that's our look back at, at both of our teams'
0: uh, results this weekend, and now uh, we'll see what's happening. In the World of Rugby League with White Sides World of Rugby League.
1: Right well here is this week's stuff in the Detail World of Rugby League. I think we'll start off this week with uh, with the championship in League One. It was the championship grand final or million pound games they like to call it on uh, On Sunday evening it was. Lee Centurions faced Batley Bulldogs. Batley Bulldogs I think deserve a special mention. They've uh, been fantastic this season getting to that uh, final beating Barrow and Featherstone I think it was in the playoffs. They went to uh, the Lee Sports Village on Sunday evening and gave a good account of themselves. I had a look at the, the bookmakers odds and the bookies were giving uh, Batley a 44 point start in that game. So uh, so 44 points to 12 they won it in the end. So they beat the handicapped Batley Bulldogs and they gave a good account of as I said, 18-0 down at half-time. They did get tries in the second half through Dale Morton and uh, and also a try for uh, Adam Gledhill who went over. Tom Gilmore, you might remember him. He played a couple of games on loan itself with the, uh, the half-back there. he uh, He's going to witness next season and they'll miss him. He's been really good for them this, uh, this term. Lee St. Jones, they got tries from uh, Lamb. Chris you who know, got a hat-trick, Wardle. Miller, MacDonald, Donald, and who kicked six from seven as well. So, big impact. Kristina who's made it to at uh, least. head... Chamberlain was in that side as well. One or two other ex solfer players, Adam Sidlow, another one, and Ben Nakabuai on the bench. So, Lisa is are back in Super League. They've won by forty-four points to twelve. So, I'm sure we'll welcome some trips to uh, to Lee next season. It's always an enjoyable away game. In uh, League One, ...Swinton Lions got promoted. This was a cracking match. This at Awood Road on uh, on Sunday afternoon. Sixteen points to ten. The game was in the balance at half time, Six points apiece. In in the second half, uh, Doncaster went back in front. They got a try from, uh, from Tom Halliday, the winger. They went back in front in the game, uh, 10 points to six. Swinton did get a try from, uh, from Mitch Cox with about 13 minutes to go. Got the game back level. Uh, Abraham kicked the goal. That was 12-10 to Swinton. And then with the game in a balance, Jack answered one-on-one strip with the, with the, uh, with the seconds counting down on the clock. Doncaster were on the attack, actually, and Anson went through, sealed a famous fixture for the Lions. They won by 16 points to 10. They're back in the Championship for next season. So two cracking matches there, Lee back into Super League and Swinton Lions back into the Championship we'll have a quick chat about the World Cup now because England have named their 24-man squad Sean Wayne's name is 24-man squad for the World Cup I'm hoping to, uh, to do some uh, World of Rugby League reports or maybe World Cup specials over the next couple of weeks and send them into the podcast so I'll we'll keep you posted on that I'll keep you in touch with all the uh, results that, as they happen so the 24-man World Cup squad is Sam Tompkins of the Catalan Dragons Andy Akers of Salford Joe Batchelor of St Helens John Bateman of Wigan Tom Burgess of South Sydney Mike Cooper of Wigan Herbie Farnworth of Brisbane Broncos Ryan Hall of Hulking. And Rovers, Chris Hill of Huddersfield Giants, Morgan Knowles of St Helens, Matty Lees of St Helens, and Tommy Makerton of St Helens, Michael McLaurin of Catalan Dragons, Mike McMeekin of the Dragons, and Mikel Olecki of Leeds, Kai Piers Paul from Wigan, Victor Radley of Sydney, Mark Sneed from Salford, Luke Tom from, from, from Canterbury, Callum Watkins of Salford, Jack Wellesby of St Helens, Elliot Whitehead of Canberra, George Williams of Warrington, and Dom Young from Newcastle Knights. So a good squad pick there. A few old stages in there, but I'm sure they'll bring the experience as well. So looking forward to uh, to the games as they kick off the place. Samoa on the 15th of October. That's uh, in an international fixture. They've got uh, a game against France on the 22nd of October. That's at the University of uh, Bolton Stadium, a game against Greece on the 29th of October. They're all Saturdays. That's at Bramall Lane in Sheffield. Well, staying on the theme of international rugby league, France B played the England Knights over the weekend. This game was played at Stad Robert Bretus in uh, I think, it was Bordeaux, that, uh, over the weekend. And England Knights won it by 18 points to six tries from Trout and Russell. I think both those guys played for Huddersfield and Thewlis, also got a try from the Warrington player. And uh, Will Price of Huddersfield kicked three goals. The England Knights team was Will Price of the Giants, Josh Thewlis of Warrington, Dion Cross of Salford Red Devils, Jake Wardle of Huddersfield, Liam Tyndall Leeds, Ollie Russell, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Huddersfield, Mikey Lewis Hull Owen Trout Huddersfield, Danny Walker Warrington, Ethan Havard of Wigan, Matty Whitley of Catalan Dragons, Jordan Lane of Hull and Matt Nicholson of Warrington on the bench was Jess Litton from Hull Ellis Longstaff of Warrington and Matty English Huddersfield and our very own Tyler Dupree who was very impressive as well. So a good win there for England, eighteen points to six we'll Rob will be talking about the ladies, I'm sure, in the uh, in the main podcast, but we'll give you the results. It was the finals day, women's finals day. These, these games were played at odds, so on Sunday, Salford Red Devils' ladies went down 14 points to 33. They led 14-10 at halftime, the ladies, but Alton Redettes came back in the second half to win that game. So, yeah, we'll break that down in the main podcast. Sheffield, Eagles, won the uh, the other uh, playoff game. They beat uh, Illingworth by 26 points to 6. So, that's Sheffield, Eagles, ladies, with a win. And in the uh, the wheelchair rugby, it was the grand final. This was a Cracking game if you if you saw it. Plenty of points on show as well. Leeds Rhinos 48, Halifax Panthers 52. That was played at the National Basketball Centre in Manchester on I think it was on Saturday that game. So congratulations to the Halifax Panthers. But we'll have a quick look at the. Uh, at the amateur rugby league scene, now the North West Men's League, it was finals day on Saturday the 1st of October in the Premier Division Ashton Bears 6, Oral James 10 In Division 2, Wigan Springview 28, Salford City Roosters 22, they've had a great season though, Salford City Roosters I'm sure they'll be back in uh, in 2023 for more, I've, uh, I've enjoyed uh, following their progress this season, unlucky in that final and good luck next season for that one lads, uh, Sunday the 2nd of October there was also some uh, some matches played um, it was finals day as well Division 3, Rochdale, Mayfield, A, against Thato, Heath, Crusaders, B. There was no... Re- it was, oh, sorry, it was a late result, and I've not got that result for you. I'll try and grab that for next week. Division 5, Ashton Bears, A, 50, Runcorn, Highfield, 4. Those games are all played at uh, Latchfield, Albion. Well, if you fancy going to Oldham, the Oldham Amateur Rugby League Championship final day will take place this coming Saturday. The game at Oldham Rugby Union Manor Park will kick off at 2 o'clock and will feature Higginshaw and Waterhead Warriors A Admission is £2, £1 concessions and under-16s is free. So if you fancy a Rugby League fix on Saturday, get yourselves down there. We'll just take a quick look at the uh, National Conference Leagues as well, the qualifying semi-final. Uh, Hunslet Club I beat Siddle by 18 points to 14 so Hunslet Club I will play West Hull in the grand final that game will be played at Millennium Stadium Featherstone on Saturday the 8th of October this coming Saturday that should be a classic game that between those two sides two giants of amateur rugby league so uh, yeah looking forward to that one We'll turn our attention to the North West Youth League. I just got one result from last weekend. This game was played on Sunday I think it was, in Division 3 of the Under-16s, Salford City Roosters 26, Newton Storm 30. The fixtures for this weekend, Sunday the 9th of October in the Premier Division of the Under-18s, Halton Farm with Hornets play Waterhead Warriors. In Division 1, Blackbrook Royals are at home to Salford City Roosters and Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Hindley. In the Under-16s Division 2, Waterhead Warriors entertain Saddleworth Rangers and in Division 3 it's Witness St Mary's against Salford City Roosters The divisional structure For the 2022-23 Student Rugby League season Which will comprise 50 teams Has been confirmed In Northern 2A A couple of our Local universities Are in that one Manchester Met Salford And Manchester Are all in Northern 2A Along with Bangor Lancaster And Liverpool There'll be some cracking matches there Some great derbies In there The rest of the divisions North is Leeds Beckett Northumbria Newcastle Leeds Liverpool And Liverpool John Moores In South It's Gloucestershire St Mary's Loughborough Exeter Nottingham, Trent and Birmingham, Northern 1A, Northumbria, Edgehill, Hull, York, St John, Euclant and Leeds, A. Midlands 1A, is Nottingham, Oxford, Northampton, Northampton uh, sorry, Nottingham A, Warwick, Loughborough A, Leicester, Nottingham, Trent A and Lincoln Western 1A, Swansea and Exeter A Southern Eastern, it's Oxford, Brooks, Brunel Brighton, Oxford A, Cambridge and Reading, and in Northern 2B Leeds, Becky A, Huddersfield Sheffield, Sheffield, Hallam, Hull A, Bradford Newcastle A, Leeds, Trinity A and Leeds City, fantastic that all those cities and towns are playing rugby league so looking forward to that, as I said Manchester Met, Salford and Manchester are all in the Northern 2A division and that will get underway shortly and we'll keep you posted on the Devil in the Detail uh, podcast northwest league one there was a couple of uh, results involving our local sides oh sorry i've given you those i'm repeating myself we can say Spring View springview 28 salford city rooster 22 i've already told you that I thought it was going to be a short uh, report this week because there's not been a lot happening, but there has been plenty happening. Before we we finish, we'll uh, travel, as we do every week, 12,000 miles over to Australia and have a look at the grand finals there. On Sunday, it was the grand finals. Start off with the ladies' grand final. That was between the Newcastle Knights and the Parramatta Eels. That was another close game. Uh, 42,921 people turned up to, to watch that. I think it's part of the... The, the the crowd for the main grand final was 82,000 at the main final so uh, so yeah what a great game that was between the knights and the eels leading 14 points to six at halftime Newcastle Knights came on strong in the second half and won that game by 32 points to 12 in the main final the men's final Penrith Panthers against Parramatta really, Eels this was a close game again uh, well finished didn't finish close but it was a a, a tough first half for, uh, for for the Eels. They trailed 18-0 at half-time, came back in the second half with a couple of late tries, but uh, but no, the Penrith Panthers were, were too good. They led 28 points to nil, um, and were always in control in that one. So, 28-12, Penrith Panthers are the NRL champions for 2022, and uh, they've had a great season, tremendous season. That's all I've got for you this week. Hopefully I'll speak to you next week with some World Cup stuff, but uh, yeah, take care. See you soon.
0: So that was White Side's world of rugby league, and now we'll have a look and see what's happening in the world of rugby league. So, Paul, well, we'll start with the direct debit option now available for supporters. If you want to buy a seed ticket and you can't afford the big splash to buy one, you can now buy it in.
1: Yeah, that, that that's pretty cool. That I've still not got mine to be honest. With you. I need to get onto that, I'll get mine this week, I think, or next week. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a good do. If you've not got them, the money's always tight, isn't it? You know, no matter what time of year it is. But I think this time of year it does. You got Christmas coming up as well, haven't you? It's only October, isn't it, but it's not not far off now. So good to see that out. And let's so we shift some season tickets as well, especially with the end of the season and the the crowd that we took to uh, to Huddersfield in, in St. and St. Helens and. Sort of the excitement that built around the club. I think it's a good time now to start shifting season tickets. Yeah,
0: twenty percent increase in home attendances this season, Paul. Which, which is fantastic. Obviously, how all the hard work going on behind the scenes, and now we have like a a community really now with all the different teams that we have and the different you know people involved, in that will bring other people into into the fold. So I think it's great. Obviously, with this. Uh, Opportunity to buy season tickets for direct debits, opportunity now to uh, to push it and hopefully bring a few more more, more fans in.
1: Yeah, opportunity club, Rob. Mm. Opportunity club. That's one of your saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it is. It's like now's now's the time to strike while the iron's hot, as they say, uh, with with offers and things like that. Because we're riding a bit of a crest of a wave towards the end of the season. There, I mean, I haven't really seen anything like for a, for a while. I mean. Yeah, 2019, we had that bit of a run there. But we played Cass at home in the playoffs in that, that season. We didn't. We played Wigan away, but this time it was Huddersfield away, sort of built, and then to the St. Helens away games. To take that amount of fans that we were taking, and to the Castleford game as well, we took a big following there. So, you know, it, it, it was really good. And like you said, the, the, the home crowds were building as well. And a 20% increase, I mean, that's, that's, that's really good. So, I mean, you, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And people say, oh you're not getting these crowds and all that, but if you want, if you want improving at something, then, then that's good for me. And if we can improve and, and knock them up another 10% next year, and we're 10% the year after. I mean, that's the whole way to go now. I'm hoping that people are going to buy into it. I mean, the rugby league that we played last season, I mean, some of the weeks we spoke about, it, it was absolute quality, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, you are got to be entertained watching this, this Salford team. And I think the same next year. So, um, so why would you not buy a season ticket?
0: Yeah. Um, congratulations to ryan who's who's celebrating the birth of his son Arnie. congratulations from everyone on the podcast ryan uh, obviously we've both been there on uh, i suppose off season now opportunity to do the early months yeah
1: playing. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure yeah i mean congratulations to ryan and and his and his, uh, his wife uh, or partner, or is it his wife or his partner? One of the two, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll. Uh, it's a tough time, isn't it? When you when you have children and that the first time round and routine, Ryan. That's the thing my mistress always said about routine with ours, and she was in charge and
0: she did a good job.
1: So uh, so yeah, get them in a routine. Read read to them every night, and mm. uh, you can't go wrong.
0: My advice is sleep when they sleep.
1: Yeah, that's another that's, good one.
0: Yeah, if you, if, you, if they're asleep, you should be, unless you're doing yep. a podcast like
1: me. Definitely. Most of the time. Keep them well fed as well. Because a a, a full baby is a happy one. There we go. Back
0: parity 101 here now. Not rugby
1: league. (laughs) (laughs) Super nanny.
0: (laughs) Super nanny. (laughs) Other news. King Ayawa has been selected for Fiji uh, for for the World Cup. Uh, You know, was, was great for us. Obviously spent a bit of time on the sidelines through injury. But either side of that, sensational.
1: Yeah, and I'll be the first to admit when we first signed him, I was one that sort of said, "Who's he?" I'd heard of him from from Leeds and not really thought much of him, I'd not really seen much of him, so I was a bit ignorant really. And but I'm always one of them who likes to give people a chance. And when I first saw him in a silver shoot sure, I thought, "Wow, you know, he, he don't have cut the ball in well." And he's impressed me as the season went on. And then obviously he got that that pectoral injury. And, you know, I spoke to him a couple of times and well, what a gentleman, what a nice fella he was as well. And then he came back and, and did really well. So I think he's been a, been a cracking signing for us. And, and like we were saying, you look at the NRL, the amount of non-Australian, non-New Zealand players that played in the grand final. You know, people from the other, other countries like like Fiji. So he's it, going to be good. There's going to be some good players. I've just seen today um, Tonga have arrived in Leeds, Ben Murat Masilla put something on Twitter or Facebook saying he just arrived in Leeds with with their squad. You look at their their sort of team lineup; there's, it's frightening. There is going to be some cracking uh, cracking matches in this World Cup. Yeah,
0: lots of obviously Reds involved in it as well. Another one is Rhys Williams. He's been selected for, for, for Wales. Obviously, you know he is a, a class winger. He's got, of you got Joel Burgess and, and Ken Seal to compete with at Salford, but you, you can't doubt how good he is. He's, he's fantastic for me. Genuine pace, knows where the line is. I think at Solver we're blessed that we have three real sensational wingers.
1: Yeah, and he's got a cracking um, record for Wales as well. If you look at his record for Wales, he's played a lot of games for Wales, and he's one of them. More more often than not, when he plays, he scores. Um, he's a very solid player as well. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He, I'm, I'm happy to see him in, in the Solford lineup. I think he's a cracking player and I'm sure he'll, he'll do the business. I mean, one player I felt a bit sorry for, as you just mentioned, Joe Burgess. Was Joe Burgess, I thought he would have got into the England squad, really. I think he deserved to after the season he's had. And perhaps the wingers that Sean Wayne picked. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're any better than uh, than Joe Burge. So I think he can find himself unlucky, really, not to be in there. But uh, for him, he's got to keep his head down now and and keep playing well for Salford and hopes he gets picked next time.
0: Yeah. We'll finish with some sad news, Paul. One of our former players, Adam Walker. Passed away recently. He was a member of our 2019 Grand Final squad. Strong runner, tough tackler, fantastic offload. I thought some, you know, feelings are with his friends and family at this time.
1: Yeah, I was very shocked to hear that the other day. I know he'd, he'd had a bit of trouble in his life, but... Um, and he'd he'd left Solford he? oh, under a bit of a cloud, but that was awful news. I mean, he's only thirty one years of age, and we did a few interviews with with him for Devil in the Detail. And let me tell you, he was always a gentleman. He was always really, he always had a really good sense of humour. Did I, I mean, he was always he had a couple of teeth missing, didn't he? He was always laughing and uh, laughing and joking. And I think the players in that two thousand and nineteen team felt a lot of him. I saw something like Jackson Hastings put on Twitter, and you know that just showed what, what what a decent bloke he was. So a friend of mine. Knows Adam, knew Adam quite well actually and uh, he was only in the, the gym with him I think last week and he was talking to him about making a comeback so playing rugby. So it's, you know, it's it's really upsetting that and the thoughts are with his, his family and his friend. Terrible news. Yeah. So
0: now what we'll do, we'll talk about our player of the year. Me and uh, Parker went through the runners and riders and, uh, and here it is now. So we'll start... By right, saying what a fantastic season it's been, but for both men and, and women and uh, the nominated people you've yeah. in the race, it was very, very sort of tough. Lots, not many votes, sort of between the uh, the second, the first, second, and third on, on both competitions. Uh, but they've been, been amazing this year.
3: Yeah, it, look, it could have been absolutely anybody, couldn't it? You know, as the season goes on and ebbs and flows, and you, you know you pick out one player at the start of the year and then somebody else comes along and as this season's gone on we've seen on, on both the men's and the women's team players come through that have really surprised us you know I, we, we mentioned them every week certain certain players go oh, didn't expect this or um and, and then injuries have come along and given somebody else a chance and uh it's been it's, i mean what a great year it's been men and women that you know we were one step away from a grand final with it with the men. The girls have gone one step further and already got a trophy. You know, it, we it couldn't have been much better as a season. It's been certainly, I think I said the other week, probably the most enjoyable I've had in a in a very long time of being a Salford fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it. Both both the men's and the women's have been a credit to to the club and. And to the, to the sitter and to themselves. And it, like you say, any, any of these individuals could have won it. It's a shame we can't let everybody have an award just for you know for their efforts. But this is the way it works. So, uh, yeah, it's been interesting.
0: Yeah. So which one do you go first? Do you want to go for the men first or the ladies first?
3: Um. Let's do the... Men first.
0: Men first.
3: Yeah, just just because the ladies are, you know, they, we we fit, we can end, kind of end the show sort of with with them if you yes. like. It's their week. Yes, that's a good idea. So
0: we'll start with the three word man of the Ma- three word man of the match award uh parker you were in charge of of that you know it's a it's a massive effort because i remember over the years i've done it and it's hard to keep going you think i'll leave that i'll do it and then leave it a couple of weeks and you find you have leave it three months and you and you're having to
3: scroll through twitter then for the next uh,
0: three hours and get all the results together is that kind of your
3: experience yeah yeah a couple of times i'd left it uh, and done sort of two or three weeks and the, the match you're going back through all the tweets going, Oh God, I can't, I'm going to find this. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to do though. And it, it's interesting because you do see people's views and opinions change over a year. And, and it's easy to pick out a player, maybe, you know, at the end of the year that you go, Oh, he was brilliant all year. But when you're actually adding it up and you look through the season, you think, you know, so-and-so didn't get that many votes per week. They were just brilliant every week. You know they didn't stand out and get man of the match, but they were, you know, there and thereabouts. So, yeah, some some interesting stats really. But uh, yeah, no, it was good to do, good to do, and I'll, I'll you know, I look forward to doing it again next year. Good, good. That's what I was hoping to hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good that. <we're> <laughs> so, the winner of our three-word man of the match award was. Roddy Croft, deserved winner Parker. Yeah. Like you said, magical performance week in week out. You're going to get, you know, uh, quite a lot of scores on the all three with match points. Yeah,
3: it was. And it, the strange thing was, for, for a long period uh, in the early in the season, he he wasn't in the top three or four. Um, it was uh, at the start of the year, um, Elijah Taylor was was running away with it. Is it? A little bit, and then after a while, he just stopped getting round the matches, and it's kind of a bit, bit bizarre. um I'm just going back through the results now. Um, right. it's, Give us the uh, top three then, or top four? Uh, well, the top three were Brody won it, yeah, quite convincingly in the end. To be fair to him, mm-hmm. in second place, just was Joe Burgess, which is slightly surprising. But then you have an eye-catching game. You know, he scores a few hat-tricks, and, and there you go. In third was Tim Lafay. Oh. And in fourth was our leader for quite some time early in the season, up till probably midway point when he got injured. Right. And that was uh, the King. Ah. Came in fourth. Uh, and in fifth place was Callum Watkins, who wow. was steady every week. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's about right. But one of the strange ones was the, the likes of Mark Sneed finished well down and yet every single week he seemed to be you know in the game it's just strange how it works when it's man of the match per week and you're getting three points for it um how, how it adds up but yeah no i mean Brody croft was we, we all know how good he's i mean nobody in the league was better so how anyone in his own team was going to be better was going to be a bit of a struggle but no it was an interesting fight and like i say as the season went on certain players came up and went down again um, but yeah, I think I think every player in the squad got got at least a point this year. So I think it just shows what a season we've had.
0: Yeah, congratulations to Brody on that Ward. We'll go now for fans' player of the year, twenty twenty two. Goal top three.
3: Tim Lafai,
0: like you said, came in at the beginning of the season. Not our first choice centre but that quickly changed has to be said you know fantastic performances throughout the season uh, and well deserved of his third place
3: finish yeah yeah he's got super skills hasn't he uh his ball handling some of them them offloads that he's put joe burgess in for tries have, have been uh, nothing short of magical you know you, when you were a, a profession, an ex-professional commentator more or less scream like you know gary neville or something um it, it, when he puts the ball out, you, you know, you just shout, stop it, don't you? It was that good. Um, no, so he's been brilliant for us. And it came as a, as you know, like you say, didn't have a club. Nobody else was looking at him. Uh, again, it's And as you always say, Opportunity Club, you know, Paul Rowley and, and, and Ian Blee's obviously put some kind of package together, got him in. And he's he's been brilliant all year. So, uh, yeah, another one we can look forward to again next year. Second
0: place in the, the males' player of the year twenty twenty two is Andy Akers Parker. Been a colossus really for, for for our you know in our season. Devastating around the Rook, fantastic in defence. Um, you know, it really, he could have been he could have been the number one, but unfortunately, he has to make do with second place.
3: I'm delighted for him that he's got some recognition for, for his efforts. What a season he's had. Again, a player that, you know, he's been at London, he's been at Swinton. Nobody expects, you know, anything great. But working under Paul Ole, who was a, you know, a great hooker himself, he's obviously learned. And this season, he become such a threat. You know, people are talking about him. The England squad now, for, for the World Cup. Now, what what, a, you know, what a season that would make for him. Yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds. And, you know, sadly, we missed him in the for most of the, the semi-final. I think if he'd have stayed on, we might have got something out of the game. I really do. But, no, I'm, I'm delighted at, at that because it's too easy to miss players like like Ander. Uh, you know, he, he does his job every week. He's there every week and he just gets on with it. But, no, yeah, that's that's really good. I'm glad about that. OK, drum roll. The winner
0: of our uh, mail, devil details, man... Player of the Year, 2022, is Brodie Croft Parker. I know, big shot, wins Man of Steel, but he's also win the big one, the Devil <laughs> in Detail. Play of the Year, 2022. Here he is. Um, receiving his award. Uh, just want to give a quick thanks to the Devil in Detail podcast for these um, these awards. Uh, hugely humbled and and again honoured to receive, get these accolades. Um, it's been a really good season. Um, I really love playing with these bunch of boys and um, yeah, so they wouldn't be receiving these awards without both playing with these boys and the coaching staff for all their support and uh, structures they've put in place for us to play the way that we've played. Um, it's been a joy to play at Salford this year and uh, thanks again. Uh, thanking us for his award, Parker. Um You don't win play, uh, you don't manage steel steal if you're, if you're a good player, do you?
3: No. You know, he, what What a signing he's been. What, what, a, what a season. Because he's grown into the game and grown into himself. And his confidence, obviously, started to peak again, get back to the levels that he was clearly at back in Australia a couple of years back. Uh, he, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he just... I, he's, I, I, I think I think this award might be the one that makes him sign for another two years. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, a, I suppose it's always good if you're a player to be recognised by, so, you know, your peers, but then the fans as well—the people who are paying the money every week to come and see you—he's a—he's an entertainer, and everyone in rugby league knows about him now, and uh, it, it's a joy to have him in our team. And yeah, I, I don't—I don't really think it could have gone anywhere else in the end, could it? But uh, no, it's just a delight to, to to watch him in a red shirt.
0: Yeah, fantastic player. Like you said, lit up the the, the season, Annie, and uh, yeah. It, when he when he if he signs that new contract, gets to three years, it, it'll be sat in that press conference going, you know what? When I got that two awards from the Devil in the Detail podcast, it, you know, really hit really hit me hard, and I thought, you know, this team, this is where I belong. That's what I'm hoping you'd say. I'll we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's the men. Congratulations, uh, Brody, on your award there. Uh, let's turn up to the attention to the ladies now. Um, okay, uh, cup final, uh, grand final this week. You know w- what an exciting time uh, for them. Competition very very strong in in this in this poll. Uh, um, I had to ring the trophy shop three times in eight hours to change the name. That's how close it was. Which is uh, wow. you know a testament now of how, of how mm. good this team is that. There was there was movement up to the
3: vet up to the very end, Parker. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It could be any of any of the, that that team. Um, it when you, well, I think we said from that first game how how good they look, but they've grown so much uh, and their efforts that they've put in. You know, I say it every every week nora but it's it's in their own time. There's there's no financial reward for any of this. It's not you know these these they, these girls are doing it because. Because they love what they're doing, um, and they obviously have a great bond together. But to watch them each week, a, a different player will, will will you know shine. But it's very hard to very hard to pick. I don't know who who will win it. Um, I haven't told you ever. I? I could you know I couldn't pick between them. <laughs> there's so many of them. Um, yeah, I'm just going through really in my head who it'd be. You know, you've got, you've got the the brains, you've got the leaders, you've got the, you've got the, you know, the the entertainers, the the, the you know the ones that put the graft in. It's just a, a real team, and uh, yeah, that I won't, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. I don't want to single anybody out.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. It's going might be a magical radio here, there, here, Parker, When I announce a winner, and you go, wow, I, I, that's the reaction I'm hoping for, rather than what. <laughs> so. Third place uh, in the ladies' play of the year for 2022 is Captain Louise Fellingham. Captain, fantastic, the leader, magical moments, you know, throughout. Leads by example. All the ladies look up to her, um, and well worthy of that third place spot.
3: Yeah, skipper. Um, She she did win an award this this week as well, didn't she? For the Yep. From, from the actual league being the best player anyway so uh, it just shows if, if she's not winning this award how, how tough this competition is uh, no she's brilliant she really is and when, when we when we had her on on the podcast and she spoke she was she was so sort of engaging and you know a, a knowledge of the game and everything else was was, was brilliant and uh, yeah she could, she could have easily won it I think I think I actually expected that's who you were gonna say. I really did. So yeah. that's that's knocked me a little bit now. Um, yeah. Okay. All that's right. good. Second place
0: uh, for the ladies was Helena Walker. Second place. Obviously, we all know you know about the journey, about the knee injury, you know, getting fit, getting into this team, and and developing into a, a, a vital cog in it. Um, so to finish, sort of runner-up in this in this uh, poll of, of the of the ladies' players shows how highly regarded she is from us supporters as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, that, everybody said it, haven't they? All the girls we spoke to have mentioned her and, and and the work she's done, and and like you said, the story of a, of, of the, coming back from that that injury, which could could have just you know finished her thoughts of playing the game. You know, it's more it's a mental thing as well as a physical thing, but. She's got herself into you know great shape again, and I mean she's in a great you know position to do that in 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 her role as a as what she does as a, as her own job. But uh, no, brilliant, really good, really happy for her. What, that's that's a, that's one of those, um, I suppose, good news stories, isn't it? Where she's you know she's been out of the game, she had the injury, could have finished everything, but uh, no, brilliant. That's 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 another good one. Yeah, I'm glad that there's recognition for that. and 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 obviously her performances as well
0: yeah so the winner of the devil detail ladies player of the year 2022 is megan kondaliff okay you know we we talk about the strike we talk about the x-factor but megan works hard yeah i never i've never seen a forward willing to to graft like she does week in week out Um, highly regarded by everybody and for deserving of the play of the year
3: award 2022 absolutely yeah no that's that makes perfect sense absolutely she's been she's been brilliant all year um i think i think it might have been my brief talk at the dog and partridge um yeah. no, <laughs> uh, no it's funny that because brodie croft was on the exactly text. I uh, must have done something, <laughs> right? No, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely superb, absolutely work hard. warrior, as you would say. Yeah. Um and and one of those players that again it would, would be easy to kind of overlook in many ways. Because uh-huh. you just expect her to be doing what she does, to be as you know, as good every week and as solid. And uh, no, that's that's brilliant. I'm really, really happy, really happy for her. She's she's done she's done really, really well and to, to be recognised by you know by the people who are watching um no that's that's super i am delighted i really am that great i mean with any of them them three with any of the you know i don't know 20 odd players could have been but yeah they're they're, they're they're probably the top three and that's yeah that's that's really good i'm delighted for her really
0: yeah. i can't thank alison's enough for, for for voting on both we are over a thousand people who put the votes in uh which is amazing um on both um sort of polls which is great um but yeah you know both worthy winners both a credit to the club and to themselves and yeah fantastic congratulations to both here's what megan had to say about her victory
2: hi i just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that voted for me for player of the year um it honestly means so much especially in our first season together um, I want to say thank you to my sponsors, Smith and Love Planning Consultants. I couldn't have done this season without you um, and your support throughout the season as well. Um, all the supporters that have come along to games and, and away days and stuff, especially Woody as well. Like you know, it's going to be a good game when Woody and his Barmy Army are shouting and chanting on the sidelines. Um, massive thank you for the coaches, the coaching team. Um, Chris, Matt and Dawn uh, constantly pushing me week in, week out to just keep on improving, be better and better week on week um, and trying to find out where my limit is. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be off the player I am if it wasn't for your, your support or Matt's wise words before a game. Um, and again, massive thank you to the parents um, driving me around the country, when I was younger, to play rugby, <laughs> um, bringing back me love for the game by um, telling me all about the Salford Trials. I wouldn't have even been on the team if it wasn't for them pushing me to go for it. So, um, massive thank you. Um, it means a lot. Thank you very much.
0: That was Megan giving us insight on, on how she feels about the, 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 the Player of the Year award. Well, Like you said, Parker, you know, great, great player and uh,
3: well of mm-hmm. the win yeah and and as with everything this year with the ladies team she will be the first as they are the first so she's the inaugural you know, winner of, of this award and uh, that that'll never that'll never be taken away no i mean she might back it up and get it again next year you just don't know do you but uh no brilliant but the, the whole team deserve deserve everything to get and i hope it all comes right from this um but no brilliant what a great year it's been yeah it's been amazing so the winners
0: the players of the year was Brodie Croft for the men and Megan Condoleff for the ladies Uh, Paul you know both fantastic players and well deserving of the uh, the player of the year trophies
1: oh definitely yeah yeah just Brodie Croft I mean what a season he's had he got the did he get the Albert he got the Albert for Mm -hmm. and the the Man of Steel didn't he so yeah he's cleaned up absolutely cleaned up he's been absolutely quality and it was just such a shame that he couldn't play in that that semi-final against St. Helens but you know, that's rugby league, that that's sport, and, you know, he'll be remembered for the for the fantastic games he had and the fantastic tries he scored, his assists, his work rate, his defensive work, you name it. He's the, the ultimate player, really, for us, and, you know, we've got to wrap him up in cotton wool now and get him ready for next season and, uh, and let him go again because um, he's going to rip Super League up in 2023. Uh, Meg, for the, for the ladies, I mean, we've had her on the show a number of times, haven't we? She's fully committed you know, real good leader and I think she deserves that award as well. I think tr- tremendous season from her and uh, looking forward to see what she can do in 2023. I think both, both players there thoroughly deserve those awards. They've been excellent this season and, and really flown the flag for the uh, for Solveig Rugby League club. Yeah, because that's the important thing. It's, it's about, obviously,
0: highlighting their, their, their sort of achievements and, and, and how they, they've grown as players this season. Mm. Obviously, we talk about Brody Croft coming over and, uh, you know, the, the opportunity, uh, but like, sort of Megan said that you know that she found out about the trials and then and, and she's kind of played her way in uh, to Salford and and to get sort of this award for both shows how good their season has been and how far they've come.
1: Yeah, as you said, found out about the trials, played her way in, and now probably is one of the first names on the team sheet every week. And and that's testament to, to, to Megan's commitment and, and what she's done this season. So I think it's been tremendous, uh, the, the games I've seen, and, and the character's really good as well. And, and that's what you need. We say that all the time, don't we, about the men's team. It's about not about egos for me, it's about good people, good human beings and good characters and people who, who are going to influence the rest of the players. And I think Meg's definitely done that. Brody Croft's another one for, for, the, for the men's team. He's he's come over under, no, I wouldn't say under a cloud, but you know, under a bit of... Had a bit of adversity in Australia, a bit of disappointment over there, and probably made a bit of a scapegoat in the NRL for the team he was playing at the time, and, and come over here, found love, found um, you know a team that can, where he can express himself, and um, you know I think he's done tremendously well. They've Built a real good uh, sort of triangle with Ryan Briley and Mark Sneed there in that in that spine of our team, those pivots, and and yeah, they've, it's, they've been unplayable at times, you know. Uh, our back line they've been tremendous so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Brody Croft can do next season I think he's a good guy as well he's not one of these who's been shouting his mouth off saying I'm going to go and do this I'm going to go and do that he's committed to Salford and I think he's enjoying his time and I think he appreciates what, what the club has done for him giving him the chance giving him the opportunity so uh, so yeah I think you've got two real good good players there who've won that award Yeah so that's the end of this
0: uh, week's uh, podcast Paul England play, I think it's VG, the AJ Bell on Friday, a warm-up game for, for the World Cup, opportunity to play a few players, get a few partnerships going and get ready for the big dance the week after.
1: Well, yeah, three of our players in the squad aren't we, Andy Akers in there, Mark Sneed and uh, Callum Watkins, so it'd be great to see them play and if you were Andy Akers, Mark Sneed and, and Callum Watkins you were wanting to put a marker down really and really impress Sean Wayne. So hopefully those three can have absolute stormers and and get into that first game in the World Cup. So uh, I've got a ticket for Friday, but I'm not so sure whether I'll be going. So um, I might have to give it a miss. So uh, with Ellen being a bit poorly at home with her leg. So so, uh, I'll see how I go on. I'll see how I go on. But if not, I think my dad will be going. So I'll I'll report off him. I don't think it's on the telly, is it? Is it on the telly? Uh, It's on
0: the Rugby League... A new app. Oh well I'll catch it on Cup that
1: I I'll catch it on that. There's other
0: apps available but Are you yeah, going to any of the World Cup games? I'm not sure yet to be fair. Uh I know I'm going I'm gonna go Friday because I think it's a big it's like a big moment really. You know, especially the World Cup coming up, I think. Yeah, the last definitely. World Cup I went to watch England play I think it was Italy, the AJ Bell they got beat. Yeah. So I'm hoping for a better result this time around. Um which means a better result in the in the final two.
1: Yeah, I think there'll be a big crowd there on Friday night. I think it'll be a good atmosphere as well it'll be good to see how well I'd play and, and see how the, how the squad plays really, you know, particularly with the World Cup. The World Cup's really exciting, I can't wait for it. I'm still after a wall chart, if anyone knows where you get a wall <laughs> chart from so I can fill it in. I love stuff like that. I think it's it's, it's great. The World Cup is brilliant. And, uh, you know, like I said before, I just saw Murdoch Macillary it just made me chuckle every time I sort of see him. It just makes me think of that time he tried to run away from us when we were doing interviews with him and it was a bit like a, a carry-on film when he tripped over like a tea tray doing his normal wisdom. So, uh, so, yeah, I love it. I love the World Cup. I can't wait to see... The, the players of the other nations and see how it all all pans out and I'm sure there'll be a few shocks in, around the corner as well so uh, so yeah if you're getting down there Friday enjoy it it should be a good night yeah we'll be we'll
0: be looking at it in the podcast talking about you know the different games and our players players who play in it so uh, it'll be great for to cover that I think and uh, give you a bit more content to enjoy uh,
1: in the off season yeah we'll have to do a podcast sweepstake for the World Cup won't we mm. I'll let you organise that Are we well, gonna gonna do <laughs> are going to do predictions For the England te- You know for the Nandos you know, yeah, Can we, yeah, we, we do it for the England team We'll do it for the England team Do
0: you want to start this week
1: Yeah yeah go on then Against Fiji yeah. um, Tough game that I'm going to go I think the weather's going to be a bit dicky So I'll go for uh, 14-10 to England Fourteen ten. 10 And
0: do you have a story behind that Or just 14-10
1: Callum Watkins is going to score.
0: Oh. I'm going to go England roar into World Cup with a, with a big win. 34 6. And Ryan Hall Hattrick trick. What did they say? 34 6. Yep. There we go. Nando's. It, it's coming. I can sense it. Yeah, yeah. Been coming for seven years. <laughs>
1: we'll have gone bust by the time we win.
0: <laughs> right. Don't forget, if you want to buy us an end-of-season uh, coffee, you can do through our coffee account. All the uh, money received goals on... Programs to help us continue to produce the content that you enjoy. So that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Abra Park You us on Facebook, Never the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. Good luck, England. See you on the other side.